Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining me once again here on Boxing News Today on Talk and Fight. And uh, let's see, we got a lot to go through today. I'll try to make this as brief as possible, yet as encapsulating and as exciting as possible as well. Let's start off with uh, a couple of fights that took place in the UK. Um, Isaac Chamberlain uh, won the British and Commonwealth Cruiserweight titles on unanimous 12-point uh, decision over defending uh, champion Mikhail Lawal on Saturday night. That was held at York Hall in London. Uh, and also, up the road, so to speak, in a junior welterweight contest, Jack Catterall, 28-1, uh, won a unanimous 12-round points decision as well over 38-year-old former multiweight champ, Jorge Linares, who's now 47-9, and nine, by the way. And that took place up in Liverpool at the MS Bank Arena. So let's uh, quickly move along then to the United States of America, where we saw, I mean, this is something we talked about on the Friday night panel uh, with Tim Witherspoon and Lou Eisen in a huge upset, undefeated Giovanni Gallo di Toro, Santillan, 32 and 0, 17 knockouts, knocked out WBO number one welterweight Alexis Lex Roca, who is now 23 and 2 with 15 knockouts of his own. And that was in round number six, and that took place at the Kia Forum over in Los Angeles, California. Uh, to be blunt, it was a beatdown. Bloody, bloody Roca, apparently. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, didn't mean to laugh at Mr. Roca. I'm sure he's a good guy, but he was quite bloodied. Um, one of the most consistent and successful boxing series continued over the weekend uh, with promoter Carlos Lenas and soundboard in Motor City Casino in Detroit. Uh, both the main and co-main events provided action for the capacity crowd. Cruiserweight Joe Jones, 14-9, and nine, shocked the venue with an upset of local favorite Vernon Weber, who is now sporting a 9-1 and one record. He was undefeated. Um, so that, that's very good news. Uh, perhaps Derek, Derek Miller's toughest test to date. He delivered again, facing fellow cruiserweight Leonardo Minor for a six-round contest. Miller was up to the challenge in the first round, and both fighters made cases to judges to win the round. Uh, moving on, uh, Minor fought hard for then Minor then fought hard in the sixth, and if he fought that way during the entire fight, maybe would have earned a, a different outcome. Uh, overheard from uh, Miller's head trainer. Um, Miller had been uh, working 10-hour days in, in hard labor. This may have added to the slow output in the six. No matter the case, Miller won, uh, undisputed, uh, over Minor. And the win now puts Miller in the spotlight for a high-pay date, high-profile fight in the beginning of 2024. Um, Miller is sporting a 14-0 record with eight knockouts. And Minor, by the way, dropped to 6-3-2. Let's move along now to um, Philadelphia. Undefeated, undefeated, undefeated junior lightweights, Jabril Noble and Rashan Adams lived up to the billing as Noble eked out a razor-thin split decision in front of a capacity crowd at Haraz Casino, as I said, in Philadelphia, Chester, Pennsylvania. Uh, the fight was hotly contested from the outset. Uh, Noble, uh, at 131 pounds, by the way, out of Philadelphia, won by scores of 58-55, 57-56, while Adams took a card 57-56. Noble is now 5-0. and oh. uh, uh, Adams, also out of Philadelphia, weighed in 130 pounds, by the way. 
Also on that card, we saw Tarek Green stopping Dwayne Williams and uh, Frankie, oh, Frankie Lynn uh, thrilled the hometown Chester crowd by stopping Anthony Young uh, in their welterweight bout as well. So good stuff out of Philadelphia. Well, the locale of Philadelphia, let's say. And you might be wondering, what are we looking forward to in the world of boxing? And it seems like we've got a whack of fights coming up. And there have been a lot of reports I've noticed on uh, several uh, newscast stations suggesting that 23 has been a, 2023 has been a banner year for boxing. But let's see what's up and coming. As we all know, we've got uh, Jake Paul uh, fighting. Uh, well, his most valuable promotions uh, company has Amanda Serrano fighting Danila Ramos for the WBA, IBF, and WBO featherweight world title. That takes place October 27th down in Florida, USA. Then we fly over to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia the next day, October 28th. You're going to see uh, Tyson Fury battle Francis Nagano in their heavyweight, uh, what do they call it? Uh, whatever. Clash. Just call it a clash. But on that undercard, great undercard, by the way. David Dea uh, versus Fabio Wardley, also heavyweight. Joseph Parker versus Canadian Simon Keane, also heavyweight. And Martin Bacoli versus Carlos Dacam, also heavyweight. So a good heavyweight uh, card taking place, as I said, October 28th over in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. On that very same night, good old Eddie Hearns got himself a fight going on as well. Oshaki Foster takes on Eduardo Hernandez for the WBC Super Featherweight World title, and that's taking place down in Mexico. Uh, moving on to November, over in Monaco, Monte Carlo. Mm. Eddie Hearn's got another fight going on. Joe Gordino uh, versus Edward uh, Vasquez, IBF Super Featherweight World title. And uh, Later in the month, November 15th, we're going to fly over to Tokyo, Japan, uh, where Taikan Boxing and has a fight lined up. Takuma Anui versus Jerwin Akanyas for the WBA Bantamweight World title. Uh, also on that same night in Las Vegas, uh, Bob Arum's got a fight uh, going on. Shakur Stevenson versus Edwin De Los Santos with WC Lightweight World title, as well as on that same card, Emmanuel Navarrete versus Robson Canchejo, a WBO Super Featherweight World title. Um, later in the month, over Manchester, Frank Warren's uh, on November 18th, by the way. Got Nick Ball going up against Isaac Dogbo in, for featherweight uh, bout. November 18th, same night, down in Wolverhampton. Uh, boxer has uh, Frank Petitjean versus Adam Azim for the European super lightweight title. And that same night, across the world in California, Eddie Hearn's back at it. Diego Pacheco versus Marcelo Esteban Corsairs, super middleweight fight. It'll be a good one. The one we're looking forward to, November 25th, Dublin. Uh, Chantel Cameron versus Katie Taylor, too, for the WBA, WBC, IBF, and WBO Super Lightweight World title. Then on November 25th, over in Las Vegas, Al Heyman's still at it, PBC. Uh, even on Showtime, by the way, might be one of the last ones on Showtime. David Benavidez versus Demetrius Andrade. A great, great fight. Look forward to that one indeed. And... Uh, you know, whoever whoever wins that one, I think there's going to be uh, uh, well, there's going to be a lot of talk. Let's put it that way, right? There's a lot of rumor, but a lot more talk uh, in the wake of that fight, and and who's going to win? That's going to be a close one. That's going to be close. Good call. Um, WBC interim uh, super middleweight but, uh, belt, by the way. Um, oh, in December, over in Belfast, 
Michael Conlon versus Jordan Gill. Featherweight battle going on. Uh, Clum uh, Adyarko versus Troy Williamson. Super welterweight fight. December 2nd. Did I mention that? On that same night over in London, Frank Warren's got uh, Hamza Shiraz versus Liam Williams in a middleweight clash. Same night over in Texas, Oscar De La Hoya's Golden Boys putting on Ryan Garcia versus Oscar Duarte in the super lightweight battle. A week later, December 9th, San Francisco, adherence back at it. Regis Progress versus Devin Haney. We've mentioned that quite a lot uh, because of the back and forth going on as to whether or not Devin Haney might have eliminated a loss he might have had in Mexico. Uh, December 15th, venue to be announced. Jake Paul's MVP is at it again. This time, Jake Paul will be fighting someone to be announced. And the weight to be announced as well, by the way. So Jake Paul's got a fight coming up, but he doesn't know who's fighting. He doesn't know in what weight division. Um, December 16th, the night after that in Arizona, Eddie Hearn's back at it. Jesse Bam Rodriguez versus Sonny Edwards for the IBF and WBO flyweight world title. And uh, that wraps it up because the next one after that takes place. Well, I'll, I'll mention it. Takes place in Quebec City, Canada. Top, uh, top ranks got uh, Arthur Berbiev versus Callum Smith. And that's taking place January 13th for the WBC, IBF, and WBO light heavyweight world title. So there you go. Good stuff coming up for the rest of the year. Uh, but something I wanted to make mention of uh, in that uh, uh, heavyweight division, a fight between former heavyweight boxing champions Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder could be part of a mega card with with an undisputed title clash in Saudi Arabia between Tyson Fury and Alexander Yusek. And that's according to Joshua himself. Um, as we all know, contracts have been signed for Britain's Fury and Ukraine's Yusek to fight for their con combined titles on a date yet to be scheduled. Um, and they expect that fight to happen in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia as well. And to put on, has been, I have mentioned this for a long time, so we don't know if this is really going to happen or not, but it's interesting that it is hitting the headlines once again. So let's see if that mega fight can be made. It'll be a good one to round out the end of the year. Um, I just wanted to touch on uh, the Amanda Serrano fight uh, that Jake Paul's putting on on October 27th. Uh, again, this is all about uh, equal pay and equal rights. Uh, this will be uh, the first 12 three-minute round contest for female fighters since 27. Um, on October 27th, when Amanda Serrano, the undisputed featherweight champ, uh, meets, as I mentioned earlier, Danila Ramos. And that fight's taking place at the Caribbean uh, Orlando and will air on zone. So good for the women. And in other women's news, um, a couple of weeks later, November 7th, world rank contender Nikea Kreps steps into the ring to continue her unbeaten streak as part of the latest installment of Lou DiBella's uh, Broadway boxing series titled Heroes on the Hudson, a one-night-only event to support the heroic veterans of the United States Armed Forces. Kreps will meet her opponent, Isis Vargas Perez, in an eight-round super bantamweight contest at the Edison Ballroom in New York City. Kreps co-manager and former world champ Jamel Semperfi Herring will compete in the main event, by the way. Uh, the evening will kick off with five amateur bouts, each featuring an NYPD New York Police Department officer or military veteran, and will conclude with four world-class professional bouts. A great night put on by Lou DiBella. Congratulations. All right, let's have a quick look down the road. 
Patty Donovan is going to be taking on uh, Danny Ball for the WA uh, Continental Belt. Uh, that's on November 25th. Can't remember if I mentioned that. Uh, coming up on December 2nd, we're going to see Kubrat Pulev uh, fight in Chicago. Pulev was last seen losing a close, and some would say a quite controversial decision, to journeyman Derek Chisora in July of last year. Um, but now it looks like he'll be, um, uh, Kubrat will be battling. Who is he going to be battling? I don't know. What? He's going to be battling Chisora again? What? No, impossible. Let me have a quick look here. Sorry, sport fans. What? Okay, it doesn't say. To be announced. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Andrzej Warzicki. Oh, definitely, definitely mispronouncing that name. But um, I don't even know who that fella is or where he's fighting out of. Um, but you might want to Google it if you're interested. Kubrat Pulev, we haven't seen him in a while. He's got a record of 29-3. We know that. Uh, but um, he'll be fighting in Chicago on December 2nd. Good for him. All right. Let's move on to other news. In other news, it was reported last week um, that Nigeria will be fighting uh, uh, under the World Boxing banner uh, during these qualifiers leading up to the Olympics Paris 2024. However, uh, someone out of Nigeria, a vice president uh, associated with the IBA, has threatened legal action uh, given the stance that world boxing has taken. The, Nash, uh, sorry, the Nigeria Boxing Federation uh, has further distanced themselves from the world boxing people uh, with the lawyer, uh, Vazenia Omo Agego, threatening legal action if they don't cease interference. It's a pretty lengthy story. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with money. Uh, but as you know, um, World Boxing, who are currently having some uh, decent uh, uh, fights taking place in the qualifying rounds uh, down in the Pan American Games right now, I believe they're taking place in Chile. I'm sure I've got a story upcoming about that. But they announced last week uh, their newest members, among them the first from Africa being Nigeria, along with uh, Finland, Iceland, Jamaica, Norway, and the Czech Republic. So more news, I'm sure, coming up about that outcome. Uh, but as I said, out of out of Santiago, Chile, there's some fighting going on. And the USA Boxing Camp came away with a couple of victories uh, over the weekend. Uh, as I said, this is uh, the Pan American Games that are going on as a prelim uh, qualifying uh, for the uh, Olympics taking place in Paris. And why I wanted to mention it is because someone who we featured on Talk and Fight had on... Uh, uh, the uh, Knuckle Up Show, uh, Amari Jones out of Orlando came out uh, aggressive against the Puerto Rico opponent, Angel Gabriel uh, Perez. And uh, Jones uh, connected with multiple combinations, pushed the pace, and uh, won, 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 won the match. Congratulations to Amari Jones down in Santiago. All right, uh, let's have a quick look. <laughs> yes, sorry. To conclude this show, how can we not say something? If we don't say something about Eddie Hearn, indeed, uh, and this all this is all about uh, the Buatzi Danaziz fight that was postponed due to put this in air quotes an injury suffered to Danaziz uh, to his back. So there have been a lot of words thrown back and forth over in the UK uh, as this was billed as an all UK clash. 
And it was, but uh, we, we reported it, and then we reported the injury and the postponement of the fight. And since then, Ed Hearn's taken a bit of heat uh, because he may or may not have uh, inferred that Dan Aziz uh, was backing out of the fight because he was politely asked to back out of the fight because of poor ticket sales. Um, so this is what Eddie Hearn had to say uh, because he does say, okay, wait. I'll, I'll read his quote. I heard Dan Aziz's comments. If he can show me an interview where I said he's faked an injury, I'd be astonished, said Eddie. What I said was two weeks ago that I'd heard that the show wasn't going as planned and that it was going to be pulled. Now, for what reason? Someone said ticket sales. Someone said an injury. I wouldn't at all suggest that on Tuesday someone would go up to Dan Aziz and say, do me a favor and pull an injury. So I'm sure he's injured. But, yes, there was a lot of rumblings about that show. And listen, I want to see the fight because although we parted company, I'm disappointed for Joshua Boazzi because he was up here and sometimes through fault of his own because his terrible advice, but also through a bit of bad luck, he just miles off where he should be and he's a tremendous fighter. Boxing's full of people with terrible advice. Some people listen to it, some people don't. But, you know, you see some of these fighters that just listen to people who have absolutely no clue about boxing. I'm not even talking about the promotional company. You can't advise a fighter if you have absolutely no knowledge about the sport in and out of the ring. Boxing, as I always say to you and always say to people, concludes Eddie, there are no barriers to entry. It is the most bizarre world where someone who is seriously useless can start giving you advice about your career. And the next thing, they're in my office telling me, this kid should be getting this, and we want to be going in this direction. And you're having negotiation with someone who, quite frankly, is an absolute clown in the world of boxing. And that's the bizarre thing. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh, words of advice uh, from uh, Eddie Hearn himself, as in don't take advice from people who don't know anything about boxing. And I guess in this case, it had nothing to do with Dan Aziz other than he didn't say anything about Dan Aziz faking injury. Uh, but he is upset about, obviously, um, his former client, uh, Buatzi, backing out of their relationship due to bad advice. All right, sports fans, thanks very much for joining me here on Talking Fight. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. Eastern time when I join Mike Orr for his show, Knuckle Up. Thank you.